0: Uh, was asked last week to talk about uh, the current crisis uh, in Ukraine, and uh, uh, I started off uh, relatively optimistically, uh, but um, uh, I've become more pessimistic as we've, we've got into this week, by which I mean well, I think there is a, a definite chance that this could end very badly. Uh and by very badly, I mean a full invasion of the Ukraine by Russia, followed by perhaps a 10-year counterinsurgency war as the um, Ukrainians rebelled against that. Uh, I, last week, I thought the chances of that worst possible scenario uh, was about 2 in 10, Uh up until yesterday, I thought uh, I was revising it up to about 4 in 10. But uh, it's definitely less than 50%. The problem is that we've come to uh, the end of a long period of uh, assured peace after the fall of the Berlin Wall. And what happened after the Berlin Wall is uh, there was a, um, a community of uh of uh communist countries uh, and an economic union of communist countries uh, east of the European Union, which was uh, called, believe it or not comic-con. Uh, now when I say that now, it's immediately confused and I think delightfully confused with the convention of the same name usually associated with tele- with uh, video and uh, and superheroes. Um, um, I think I think that's exactly where the name should uh, should go. But uh, as these countries that uh, were the members of Comic-Con, uh, and I see some of you are laughing appropriately uh, in response to me saying that, uh, and saying that note, uh, such as Poland, such as uh, Latvia, such as Lithuania, um, such as Estonia, uh, became uh, independent countries, Um independent of the Soviet Union, assurances were sought by both uh, the Soviet Union in terms of Gorbachev and in terms of uh, the Russian Republic in terms of Yeltsin, uh, with the um, uh, particularly uh, the American administration of the day, which was uh, headed by uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, or President Bush the Senior, and uh, he provided assurances that under no circumstances would those countries, those uh, newly independent countries in Eastern Europe, become members of NATO. And so Russia was provided these formal assurances that under no chance would those countries become members of NATO. What actually happened uh, was that Poland became a member of the Union, European Union and Poland became a member of NATO. Lithuania became a member of the European Union and Lithuania became a member of NATO. Uh, Estonia and Latvia, exactly the same. As they joined the European Union, they inevitably became members of NATO. And what I think has provoked uh, this current crisis is that in, on the February the 21st, 2019, uh, a date that will not be recognised by anybody uh in this room is important. The Constitution of the Ukraine was formally amended uh, to in- encourage, as the as the uh, strategic course or the preamble of the Constitution or the Basic Law, uh, provision for the membership of the European Union and NATO uh, were enshrined in the in the preamble of the Basic Law, and three articles of trans, uh, transitional provisions uh So Ukraine is preparing to formally apply for the European Union as a result of that in 2024 uh, in order to become a full member of the European Union by the end of the decade. So I think that is the thing that has provoked uh, Russia. And so what we see from uh, Vladimir Putin is a multi-layered strategy, Uh, which started with a major statement by him and a major article which he released on the 12th of uh, July 2021 uh, called On the Historical Unity of Russians and the Ukrainians. And when she talks about in that uh, the long history of Russia going back to the the Rus, uh, who were the people who founded the... um, um, Uh, the the predecessor uh, country to Russia in um, uh, the 800s AD, in the 9th century AD. Uh, And I think of these people as basically uh, Swedish Vikings who uh, 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 came down in a a time long before Sweden existed, of course, uh, who who settled first in uh, uh, the northern area, which is Russia, but eventually built their capital, uh, the capital of the Rus, uh, in Kiev. Uh, And in the article, he he goes through this process of the historical development of uh, of Russia and points out that after a long period of the capital being Kiev, it was only in the 15th century uh, that it really moved, central power really moved to Moscow and the 16th and 17th century in which power was was, uh, centralised uh centralized there. So inherently he talks about the development of the of the Ukraine and Russia as inherently part of the same uh, the same nation. he points out that uh, under the current circumstance uh Russia is uh, that uh, the Ukraine is in fact the poorest country in western in Western Europe. Uh, so what Putin believes is that uh, it is inevitable, uh, since it is now uh, in the Ukrainian constitution that uh, Ukraine would become a member of the European Union and therefore a member of NATO, now th- this then leads to the question: Who is really important to be the person to be negotiated with, uh, negotiating with uh, uh, with Putin on this? It is possible, as I as I. Suggest that uh, no one is truly frightened of Joe Biden except his biographers, But certainly um, Vladimir Putin isn't. Um, but it's possible that the Americans are not even the important players because uh, the important players of who decides about the expansion of the European Union are not the Americans but the Germans. So therefore I think it's significant Uh, that the first progress we've made in this uh, uh, whole process is the uh, meeting between Olaf Scholz, who is the new German Chancellor, uh, who is the person who really controls whether or not uh, Ukraine becomes a member of the European Union. And it's with him that uh, Putin is raising these issues of missiles and, and other things. So I think that this is very fruitful but I think uh, uh, there is a very considerable and very well worked out military strategy uh, that the uh, Russians have um, um, of uh, a multi-layered invasion of, uh, of the Ukraine from the south uh, and then from the east uh, and then at the beginning of a second piece of uh, period of negotiation uh, in which uh, the Basically, the Russians are laying down the law with the Ukraine and if that fails, uh, a full invasion which involves the encirclement of Kiev uh, after that. So this is, uh, the plans of this have been uh, uh, available uh, in the New York Times since uh, December and uh, there's some very well laid out discussions of it on the web. Uh, So this is absolutely for real. Uh, Putin believes that unless he stops uh, Ukraine becoming, I think, firstly a member of the European Union and then a member of uh, NATO, uh, then inevitably he gets into a situation where in 10 years' time uh, a rearmed Ukraine makes it very, very difficult. Uh, There are no natural barriers uh, on the broad sweeping plane between uh, the Ukraine and and Russia uh, and Moscow. There's... There's no natural barriers which stops an invasion of a, of a, of a NATO or other army uh, from the west uh, to the east. It, it generates a situation where Russia would be almost impossible to defend, um, were uh, this situation of uh, a NATO army or even or even uh, it being part of the European Union. So, uh, I think that the real negotiations are between the Russians and the Germans. Uh, and I think that that process has just started uh, and I really hope it works because I think we've reached another part of history, I think the 30 years of peace after the fall of the Berlin Wall are over and this is a very tough period uh, but it's a tough period in which I think Germany is a far more important player than the United States and uh, uh, and I think the real negotiations have only just begun. <music>